0: hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the couch gm's podcast it is saturday october 28th 2023 i'm your host george kurt joined by the one and only cody roadcap cody we're going into week eight we're halfway through the fantasy regular season and how's it going
1: it's going good um pretty average football season uh not football season Fantasy football season have a couple leagues where i'm doing all right couple leagues i'm doing pretty bad uh it's crazy how fast the season is going. I feel like we say this every year. Uh, maybe it could slow down, uh, except the Packers offense. It can't get any slower. So let's speed that up.
0: Man, that uh, that's rough. But yeah, no, pretty average regular season. Um, But I'll say you and I are starting to come together in the Couch Gems World Cup, which you do a bonus episode on every week. So if you're interested in that, our uh, four-year fantasy football experiment, go check it out. Um, Cody post it Tuesday or Wednesday, typically every week, um, and then we are, typically we do our together episode here, our normal episode on Fridays. Obviously, we're here on Saturday to give you a little weekend content as you uh, make your Saturday brunch and get prepared for college football on Saturdays. Um, just remember, you can always hit us up on our social medias with a DM with your fantasy questions, or you can comment on this video. We're at the Couch GMs on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, and Why don't we just jump right in, sit back, relax, and chat.
1: Oh, that's my cue. Hit a button.
0: We learned that both of us can control at the same exact time. This is probably going to become a disaster, but Cody's forgetting anyway, so maybe I should have just hit the button.
1: Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm in charge now. Oh, I made you bigger. Man, (laughs) I failed.
0: If you're not understanding what's going on, just check us out on the uh, our YouTube channel or you can actually watch us on video on um, Spotify. So Cody trying to make himself the only face on the screen just makes my face bigger. Uh, um, Tyler's not here because he is mourning the loss of Kevin Byard as he was traded to the Philadelphia Eagles from his Tennessee Titans. Um, obviously, we talk a lot of fantasy. We do still talk some actual NFL stuff. That's huge for the Eagles' secondary. is probably the weakest position they had on their entire team, so they're out here trying to shore up another run towards the Super Bowl. But I think the big thing we want to talk about is, now that we see the Titans are sellers, is Derrick Henry the next guy to get traded?
1: It sounds that way. There seems to be a lot of interest in him. Uh, there as many reports on which teams it could be. Uh, I've seen anything from the Ravens to the Rams, the Dallas Cowboys could be Dark Horse in there. So to, who knows? You have till 1031 uh, was when the trade deadline is. So next Tuesday. Uh, so the bonus episode probably will happen after the trade deadline. And we'll talk about all the trades on that episode as well. Maybe I'll have George join me for it. We'll have to wait and see. I don't think Derrick Henry is the only Titan that could be on the move. I think DeAndre Hopkins, even though he did just sign this offseason, could be on the move. Um, there's a lot of other names around the league. There seems to be some guys disgruntled. Dalvin Cook seems to not like being second fiddle to Brees Hall. Uh, he thought he's going to have more opportunities. That's a name to watch. Um, and so running backs, it sounds like we're talking a lot of running backs. Again, there might be moved, <laughs> but is there really a market for for them?
0: I feel like there might be more of a market for someone like a Zach Moss than there is a bigger name like a Derrick Henry or a Dalvin Cook just for seeing how like contracts are going and everything else. And like Zach Moss has been effective. Um, but I mean, that's a dark horse name that I don't think I've heard a lot of talk around. But I could see us being somebody the Colts could move to get some value.
1: Um, And they, they acquired him last year at the trade deadline when the the Neon. Yeah. Wow. Uh, what's his name? Hines, I can't think of his first I name. Hines, there you Thank go. You. Uh, he got, they swapped essentially at the trade deadline last mm-hmm. year. So, And with the trade deadline coming up, you know, we're couch GMs, we're Madden players, we, you know, fantasy players. So we're always trading big names. A lot of times, if, first of all, this isn't the NBA or the MLB trade deadline where there's trades galore. Uh, this is the NFL where I would say if a good trade deadline is six and we're probably talking, uh, you know, two to three, and that would include the Bayard trade from this past week, too. So, like, there's probably not going to be a lot of action, maybe a couple of small, but it's going to be the small names, maybe a guy like Zach Moss, maybe a swing tackle for a tackle-needed team. Uh, teams just don't trade it, uh, unless your name is uh, Brett Veach for the Kansas City Chiefs or Howie Roseman for the Philadelphia Eagles. They're the ones that don't care about their day three draft picks, and will go out there and make some moves. So, a lot of GMs like to hold on to their, their picks. And uh, so, don't expect a crazy trade deadline. Uh, But if a big name did move, it does feel like it would be Derrick Henry,
0: hundred percent. And just because I like to throw little jabs at Dallas Cowboys being an Eagles fan, even though popular belief is I'm a Chargers fan. um, The this the news conferences we've heard with Jerry Jones of like, I mean, I'm willing to make moves, but someone's got to come to me. Like that's not how this works. You're just not going to get any trade offers for the most part unless you're going to go out there and be like. Hey, I'm interested in this guy. Let me know a package like even that. But he's like, I'm not initiating first contact. Um, But if someone wants to offer a deal to me to give me somebody like, you know, you're going to trade away people that way. You're not going to acquire pieces at the deadline that way. So it's really interesting how different GMs handle things differently. Um, but he's along those lines of the people that don't like to go draft picks and would prefer to build off of what's in house slash free agency, uh, even waivers, as opposed to going out there and making a trade.
1: Yeah, and I think that's good advice, too, not just for actual GMs, but all you couch GMs up there uh, with the fantasy trade deadlines. You most likely have an extra week or two past the NFL trade deadline. But if you want to make a move, go out and set some trades. Even if they're, you know, and don't be afraid to use the little comment box if you don't have the person's number. Hey, I'm looking at this guy. Any interest in moving him? Uh, it doesn't have this deal. Like, you can use that as a text communication thing. A lot of apps have started including chats features in them. Um, so use that. And even I know in our league of record, uh, I just recently made a trade. That one came to me, but because I was with the, uh, it was for Josh Jacobs. I traded Josh Jacobs in two different leagues on the same day. <laughs> I, mean, when I, I got the other one. So, <laughs> but uh, so I traded for Josh Jacobs to George in one league. The one guy, in that league saw is also in our league of record saw that I was trading Josh Jacobs, sent me an offer for Josh Jacobs. So that's, that's a bonus. If we're playing in cross platform or multiple different types, you might be able to get some different players in that way. Uh But just being active in the, or, you know, post in the league discussion board, Hey, look, make some trades because this is the halfway point. Uh But being Oh, and seven doesn't mean you're out of the fantasy football playoffs six and seven. in a lot of leagues, especially, you know, it, with six play spots, can get you in there. I'm not saying it's a, a walk in the park. Like 0 and seven is the place you want to be. It's absolutely not, but it is possible. I was, I believe, I was like one in six or one in five. Uh, mm-hmm. This extra game, the year I won the champion. Like it doesn't happen often, but it does happen enough that don't give up and don't be the guy that's like, oh, a bunch of buys. Let's not play anybody. Let's not fix my roster. Let's just give somebody an easy win. Like, keep it competitive all season long.
0: Amen to that. Um, And we got to, I guess, speak a little bit about bye weeks. And I'm going to tee this up really slowly so Cody doesn't forget to hit the button. Why don't we start talking about week eight in the NFL? Tried to give you as much time to get that button as you could this time. Um,
1: I appreciate it.
0: Speaking of bye weeks, uh, bye week has got a bye week this week. Um, this is that really weird week in the middle where we do not have any buys, full slate of games, and we only had one Thursday night game. There's no international games. The one o'clock window is absolutely loaded. I was looking and I'm like, add column, add column, add column onto our. Uh, spreadsheet here and i'm like it, it, how many games can play at one o'clock let's jump right into that um we're gonna start off with the carolina panthers looking for a win hosting the houston texans top um, two picks in the
1: draft face off
0: yes they do and uh they're not gonna be the top two picks this year but one of them still may be a top two pick um and it's not that houston that's, that's true too
1: they traded it away to chicago yeah, but let's talk about this game. So the Panthers are three and a half point underdogs over under at 43 and a half. Uh, the Houston Texans are coming off of a bye. Uh, they're not going to have their veteran wide receiver, uh, Robert Woods, or a.k.a. Bob Trees, uh, but they are going to get Tankdale back. I think that's good for your lineup. Um, and I think C.J. Stroud is a s- solid play this week. Uh, he was borderline like every week starter, but he was a rookie. So he still had some hesitations. Off the bye week against this Carolina Panthers team, I definitely think he's in your lineup. Uh, I think you could. I think Tank Collins. They're still flexible. Uh, one of them will probably have a decent game. Uh, but my big question for you is: Are you? It's a good matchup. So I feel like Damian Pierce is in your lineup. But now with a full slate of games, is he a guy that you're trying to not to play?
0: No, I'm I'm rolling out Damian Pierce this week. Um I mean don't force him in your lineup. Like that's what we always say like it, I when I'm making like start sit kind of like TikToks like I have been, I had Damian Pierce as my start at running back this week. Um still don't force him in your lineup. If you're someone that's sitting there with three top 15 running backs, could you end up with uh, I'm I'm completely blanking right now. Ken Walker and Saquon Barkley and some X third guy. Don't force Damian Pierce into your lineup, but if you're somebody who even has a weak flex, he's a he's a great flex option. Um, I just see Houston being up in this game, and that should breed opportunity. Plus, there is running room against this Panthers defense. So, you know, good even without the opportunity, but he might get even more carries than he's used to this week. If Houston's up trying to run some clock, typically if Houston's been winning games, it's been pretty close grind games. Um, and I don't expect it to be as close as it has been for them.
1: Yeah. And if you're wondering like why, why, if you're not familiar, why are you even talking about Damien Pierce like that? He is running back 31 on the season. So he hasn't been the guy that we had hoped after his strong rookie campaign last year, but sticking with the running backs, the Carolina Panthers are, um, trying not trying they are getting Miles Sanders back this week that'll be mm-hmm. a big boost uh, what are your thoughts though because Chuba Hubbard looked pretty good in his absence do you think this becomes a little bit more split backfield do you think you know maybe not this week because all the players are available Chuba Hubbard could still be a flex uh, but I wouldn't go out and cut Chuba Hubbard I guess as I'm trying to go with it
0: Yeah, because I still think there's a chance if Sanders comes back and he's not super effective, Hubbard's going to eat into that carry share a little bit more. Um, So that's one of the guys that's like, it's almost like a Gus Edwards. Like, I found myself holding on to Gus Edwards for mass weeks, even though he was scoring five, six, four, six. Um, But now you see it pay off because then the guy that gets the, you know, eventually the guy that gets the carry share can you know, get rolling. And I mean, I'm not saying if Gus Edwards is going to continue to roll, but I mean, like it's a great play this week. Chuba Hubbard might end up being in that same situation. Um, Plus, Miles Sanders is known to miss a few games a year. He did just miss one and come back, but like there's still a chance he misses more. Um, I like the idea of stashing Chuba on your bench, especially at least this week with seeing that there's no bye weeks. You shouldn't have to worry about too many holes in your roster. A lot of the injuries are rollover injuries. So like you already got your backup plan going um yeah
1: and of course play adam thielen because he's a top 10 wide receiver which no one I, saw.
0: i cannot believe i'm saying this but i missed adam thielen last week um and it's like coming in he was a free agent or he was like a late round draft pick that ended up getting cut after week
1: one like he has been an absolute savior sure let's move on to the next game that is the Dallas Cowboys hosting the Los Angeles Rams the Rams are six point underdogs we're under at 45.5 and despite it being week eight both these teams are pretty healthy no major uh players missing at least from a fantasy perspective so we'll start with the away team okay and I believe uh that would mean that or Kyron Williams is on IR I keep on IR. Yep. Not back. Uh, Daryl Henderson. Uh, I feel like I got to play him because Evans, they were like, you were all on the roster. We're not even going to give you a single touch. Uh, that was crazy. Uh, but then you got your two wide receiver studs and Cooper Cup. I know he had a down week last mm-hmm. week, but Puka Nakua having over 150 yards uh, didn't even get a touchdown solid fantasy day. Uh, so those skill position guys, you can still play. Even though this Dallas defense is good, 45 and a half point. Over under sounds like a hot spring game.
0: It does. And I mean, I think the only person on the Rams that you may be considering playing that I'm not going to touch is Stafford Um, because like the Cowboys defense has been pretty good at forcing turnovers, which is going to be bad for, you know, Stafford probably has a chance to throw two, three interceptions, but still has a chance to put up points at the same time, which is why I love playing cup. I'm still rolling with Nakua. I'm okay with rolling with Daryl Henderson. Don't like the guy that's going to be the point guard out there
1: so you know how next week is spooky season with halloween uh, i mean kind of over the weekend for the most part but yeah yeah well i'm just saying my camera sitting right here microphone mm-hmm. just falls off i thought my whole camera was going down crazy <laughs> i didn't do nothing i'm a little spooked out right now and i don't know why maybe because i'm talking about the dallas cowboys and that's scary
0: I mean, that is pretty scary. And uh, you also are in a dark room right now. I mean, you used to have the whole backdrop lit up and everything else. I know you're doing some moving around and stuff back there, but dark, spooky basement down there. Spooky vibes. He's, he's, tis the season. Um, Cowboys side of the ball, then. I mean, the Rams defense has been decent, but it hasn't been anything, you know, worth, you know, being scared about. So I think all your Cowboys guys are ago and even probably you could roll Dak out there um but i really feel like i've found options that i trust more than Dak. if i still have him on a roster somewhere it's because it's like oh yeah he's a good insurance policy
1: yeah i i think so i thought Dak was a potential guy to play i told my wife that he was an option she could pick up and stream this week if she if she needed to it uh and and i like that yeah i like that one um tony pollard has been a little bit disappointing think we were expecting a lot of big things with how good he was last year uh, with Zeke and then getting essentially to be the guy. Uh, But I think you can still roll him out there this week. Ceedee Lamb, he's still a good play. Uh, And then Jake Ferguson, pull his name out of the bucket. Pull his
0: name out of the bucket. I mean, he's had just as good of a floor as a lot of those tight ends in that area. So, hey, I don't know. Um, we can move on to the next matchup. We got the Minnesota Vikings hosted by the green Bay Packers and Cody action.
1: All righty. So, um, to quote the chief coordinator for the Packers, uh, Joe Barry, Justin Jefferson, still an IR. Okay, good. That's what he said during a press conference day. I think that's really funny. I probably did a poor job delivering it because George didn't take a tank what he was drinking, but that's okay. Nope. Uh, but, yeah, the Packers have been playing real bad. Uh, Jordan Addison is probably going to have a really good game. Jair Alexander is questionable, their best corner. Uh, so we'll have to see how that goes. Their run defense is awful. So we can play Alexander Madison this week with confidence, which we haven't been able to do very many times this season. We've been playing them, but not with confidence. Um, and then on the Packers' side, Aaron Jones, if you see, he is off the injury report. This week, but even in the press conference, they were like, We're still gonna be smart with him. So I would expect him to be on another snap count uh, this week. So play him with caution because Aaron Jones is the guy that if he's out there, he can take, you know, one screen play, 70 yards to the house. So I get why you'd play him, uh, but don't expect, you know, 20 plus touches, 15 plus touches for him. That's probably not gonna happen, uh, which means you might be able to squeeze in Aaron Jones or not Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, the other AJ. Uh, if you need a guy for dealing with injuries this week, um, outside of that, I, I mean, I know Jordan Love; he's still a top fifteen quarterback. But I feel like there's other options out there. I wouldn't stream this week, uh, and maybe I'm just getting super depressed about the Packers. But there hasn't been a consistent pass catcher that stepped up. Uh, I think one week Romeo Dobbs catches a touchdown, has about nine targets, and then the next week he gets three targets. So their pass catchers are so inconsistent. There's not a lot of guys that like playing for Green Bay this week and their offense can't score in the first half. They've only scored more than three points in one game in the first half all season. So I want to play a little uh, start this guy or this guy for
0: you here. So we're talking Aaron Jones potentially on a snap count. Um, I have Aaron Jones in the league and I've got two bench options who are starting running backs that aren't exactly flashy. So would you go Aaron Jones or Daryl Henderson?
1: Ooh, ooh, ooh. probably henderson just based on opportunity which is but it's so, that's crazy because like he's just you know that was one game uh yep. and this is a good defense too so it's very close uh let's put it this way so if you looking at your team or if you're you know if you're a lower scoring team you might be because you've had aaron jones and he's been injured maybe throw him out there and try to to go for a big week uh if you're one of the guys that just need a solid performance then go with Darryl Henderson.
0: And then the other guy I have down there who fits that mold is Amari DeMarcado.
1: Yeah, I ain't playing him.
0: Okay. (laughs) You say that, but I mean, like, now that he's gotten, you know, legitimate touches, the matchup's hard against Baltimore. I guess that's the other big thing with him, but we'll get to that game in a bit. So Aaron Jones still fits up there in that RB2, low RB2 slash flex kind of ranking uh, because, you know, he has that big boom potential, but we will see how we go there. Um, I think you did a good job of mashing that up. The only thing I want to mention is I know that we were kind of big on KJ Osborne because he was the wide receiver two when Justin Jefferson went down. Um, uh, but it seems like Addison has really jumped over him into the wide receiver one role for now. And KJ Osborne has not broken 50 yards, not only in the two weeks without Justin Jefferson, but he actually hasn't broken 50 yet all year. Um, so I put him as a sit this week and actually I would go as far as saying, you think you're safe to drop him. I wouldn't I touch him even in a good matchup.
1: I would agree. And the last thing about this game is T. Jackson is off the injury report. So he is definitely in your lineup. Our next map is the New Orleans Saints at the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are slight underdogs at one point with a 43 and over under. Uh, Moss is questionable. And Taysom Hill is questionable. Those are the two big names, one from each side. Uh, Moss. I I feel like when Jonathan Taylor first hack, you said, I think there's a two week window where you can play both. Yep. Well, that two week window turned into a three week window. And then last week was like, eh, probably there was the sign of the Moss experience. It's probably over. I don't think I'd play him this week. And the question is, is he a valuable enough handcuff to keep? With how well he
0: played. I don't, actually hate the hold him if you're the tailor owner um i wouldn't trade for him if you were the tailor owner and don't have him but i would sit there and just kind of scope out the team that has him and see if he gets dropped in a week or two and if you're good on bye weeks and injuries go use that spot on your bench um i don't think there's any value for him to be moved anymore if you can find value for him in the trade market maybe you do try to move him to the tailor owner as you know, you know, prefacing it as here's your handcuff now, um, and you can get value, that's fantastic. I would definitely try to do that. Um, but I think the experience of being able to start him minus a Taylor injury is over. You're right.
1: Yeah. And if you are the Taylor owner, maybe look at the team that has him and try to make a trade for another piece and throw him in, not go trade for Zach Moss, but maybe there's another guy you want and you try to mm-hmm. do a two for one and you give up one player, and you get those two. Maybe something along those lines, if you can make it work. Hitting is definitely yeah, difficult. So yeah, try
0: to, try to think of it in your head as you're trying to do a one-for-one one swap, but don't tell the other owner that and just throw Zach Moss as a throw-in. Correct. Exactly.
1: Yep. You are smelling what I am stepping in. So well, the, that, the,
0: When you say it that way, it doesn't sound too fantastic, but yeah, I got you.
1: Hey, next <laughs> matchup probably won't be very much fantastic. That is the New England Patriots and the Miami Dolphins. One team might be. And that's why the Dolphins are not in half point favorites in the game with the 47 over under. On the Dolphins side, uh Raheem Mostert is questionable, but Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, they are good to go. Um, and this could be Jalen Ramsey's first game. So we'll see if he makes it back after uh starting the season on PUP. Or did he go right to IR? I can't remember what exactly what designation, but this will be his first game either way, uh, potentially. If not, they have one more week to activate him, so it'll be this week or next week. And then Hunter Henry is good to go off the injury report. With that said, are you is Hunter Henry worth playing in the bucket, and is there any Patriot worth playing in this matchup? I think Henry can go in the bucket. Uh, make sure you make yourself some
0: slips with a couple of guys. Pull the fa- your favorite one and go for it. I don't know. Uh, like the nice thing about Hunter Henry is he has that touchdown potential. The amount of times we've seen him go for two scores in the game, I mean, you probably can't even count him on one hand. Maybe not even two at this point. Um, but you can count just as many times where he gets one point or less. So he's just a very high variance kind of guy. Um, he's maybe not a bad option if you're somebody bu- if you're in a situation where you're projected to lose pretty big. You are a low scoring team. You don't have the tight end position locked up um, and you can go out there and get somebody like him that has the potential to throw you 15 points. Um, I just don't think it's you know super likely he does get you that. So I don't hate that. Um, when it comes to the dolphin side of the ball, I'm not worried about Raheem Mostert as long as we hear he's good to go, but I always, I'm still worried about his longevity as a fantasy asset. I know that we didn't really have much of a window to try to trade him when the Devon A. Chan thing happened the first time because it was like they both score four touchdowns. The next week, Mostert's irrelevant. And I was like, well, that fell off a cliff super fast. Um, Now is the situation where it's like, even though he's questionable, you're going out there, you're throwing him in your lineup, you're showing, you're fronting confidence in Raheem Mostert, even though there's a chance he loses some touches to Jeff Wilson this week and Salvan Ahmed. Um, and if he has a good week, you are like ch- hitting the sell button hard. That's at least my opinion, because you don't want to have ownership of him. If you're relying on him, you don't want to still have ownership of him. When Achan comes back.
1: That is a good point. A Chan could be back. I believe as soon as next week, uh, maybe the week after that, it is worth noting with this line being nine and a half points, uh, These teams already played once this season. Hmm. And now this was in New England, but the Dolphins did get the victory uh, 24 to 17. So they were able to keep it at least close and 24 points for the, the Dolphins uh, is probably their second lowest score of the season side of the last
0: last week. Yeah. And they're coming off of a loss. I think they're probably expecting Miami to pull what a lot of these, you know, low loss teams have done where like they, they get, you know, hit in the mouth and they come back and have a really good game, exactly what the Eagles just did. I guess the 49ers did not do that, they were the one team that didn't rebound. Um, but yeah, I think that's what they're expecting in this one. But it is divisional nine and a half is a pretty big gap. I that it's tempting to pick Patriots to cover but not win,
1: yeah, definitely. And that's a tease for spending Tyler's money talking about spreads. Coming up, before we get there, we have to talk about the Battle of New York. And no, I'm not talking about when Loki tried to take down the Injures. I'm talking about the New York That's probably a better uh, sequence of events than this is going to be. But we're going to get the New York Jets and the New York Giants. The Giants are technically the home team, for what it's worth. Uh, And they have the three-point home team favorite, for what it's worth. (laughs) or <laughs> underdogs i'm sorry they're underdogs the Jets they're underdogs. I, no they're I just married
0: by six basically just look at that way
1: <laughs> and uh but they're yeah and uh people need to cool off on zach wilson spending his buy on vacation that's a plus two they're like not allowed to be in the building i don't know if you saw that going on on twitter but like jets fans were like super mad because he went on vacation during his bye week they're like you're supposed to be like studying i'm like uh yeah he'd watch film on his own time i guess like he also like can't be in the building during the bye week unless you're getting rehab so yeah exactly
0: like good for you coaches normally aren't in the building during the bye week from what i understand or not not every day like not every day yeah exactly like the bye week is here not only to rest the players physically but mentally too like i mean we podcast one to two times a week And we can see how like when we get to December, January, it's it's a grind. We see how taking care of six fantasy teams every week for 17 weeks is a grind. Can you imagine having to relearn all these new plays every single week and put your body on the line for 18 straight weeks plus depending on playoffs and not having one week to be out of the building and get some kind of a cleanse like good for Zach Wilson? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, and if he wins this week, which there's a decent chance they do with their defense, um, I know there is some still question marks in their secondary. Uh, but which giant wide receiver are you uh, you worried about? Uh, none of them. And Daniel Daniel Jones is out again, uh, so we'll see another week of Tyrod Taylor. Uh, so like that is like just meh, and I'm probably the biggest Tyrod Taylor fan there is. It's okay. It's not how, he's not the best quarterback. Saquon, it's a very
0: inclusive group that you're part of there.
1: Uh, Saquon is off the injury report. Wandale Robinson is off the injury report. Darren Waller is questionable, but George tells me he's questionable every week. So don't worry about that one. Uh, but is 35 and a half too many points?
0: <laughs> it's one of those games. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there was a the game last week that was, what, 45 and a half? And you're like, alternate line, 35 and a half. And it hit. If you guys didn't know that yeah, so line the, that Cody went crazy on last week hit the um, uh,
1: it was the Packers Broncos game. It was 45 yep. half over under. I said, take, give me an over alternate line over under 36 and a half. They <laughs> finished with a combined points of 36. So 35 and a half. Me. I mean,
0: I'm going to uh, say, no, it's not too, too many points because
1: I, I I'm man. taking the under.
0: You know what? Yeah, thinking about it, sure. I'll take the under because number one, the best part of the Jets is their defense, and number two, the Giants don't have an offense. If you told me the Giants put up six, I'd be like, yeah, I could see that. So the Jets have to score a lot of points to get up to thirty-five. Only points. Yeah, no, okay, sure. I'll take the under too. Um, we're not actually gonna do over unders this week and spending Tyler's money, but I, if like I said, if I, if you told me the Giants score six points in this
1: game, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I could see it. All right. So that was more time than we need to spend on that. And we still got three more one-up games. So let's go to the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, the Jacksonville Jaguars are coming off their bye. Um, but Trevor Lawrence is listed as questionable. If you remember, he was questionable going into the Thursday, or not their bye. They're coming off playing Thursday night. Yeah, come off correct? playing th- mini-bye. 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 Bye. He played Thursday night. He went, uh, but is now listed as questionable. Um, I would ex- still expect him to play. Uh, He actually played really well on Thursday night and ran the ball better than I expected. So I I don't think you have to worry about it. Uh, Zay Jones is out on that side. Um, My question though is this: this defense is really good. Like somehow the Steelers just fall their way into four and two, and like nobody thinks they're a good team, and they're just two games above five hundred and playing really good defensively and not making too many mistakes on offense. Calvin Ridley. He has been the biggest hit or miss, hot streak, whatever way you want to describe it, of inconsistency in fantasy football this year, based on expectations, at least. Are you playing him in this matchup?
0: My God, I, where I have him, I'm forced to, Uh, because, like, I think one of the leagues where I have him, I lost Justin Jefferson, and then another league where I have him, I, I don't know, it's, it's not great. Can you hear that? Yes, actually. What
1: the heck is that? So, fun fact: While I try to get this, I—I uh, <laughs> knocked my. I have a desktop vacuum that I knocked oh, off my a desk. Desktop desk and, vacuum. Yeah, you see, and I knocked it off my desk, and it started to turn. It turned on. <laughs> so w- when you work as hard as me, you get one of these to like get up your 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 crumbs. So I, you know, I'm glad
0: you led that off with that's a desktop vacuum, because honestly, some other people would have thought it was something completely different. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. All right, Cody set my lineup. Sure. Actually, I actually have the league where I, the other league where I have Calvin Ridley up and I've got some decent wide receiver options. So um, we've got Calvin Ridley or Jordan Addison. Addison. Jacoby Myers
1: bruh so that's the myers
0: now hit me because it's the monday game jacoby myers i'm still standing by has been one of the least recognized good wide receivers this year
1: okay first of all you coming off i was gonna say bruh (laughs) that one is tough because i don't know if jimmy g is gonna play okay because even when he's been even better when jimmy g was gonna play and it's the monday night game so that one is tough so let me ask you this yep for that one Because I would probably say Jacoby Myers, Mm -hmm. but how mad would you be if come Sunday at four o'clock, Calvin Ridley has, you know, let's say I'll make it a modest day, 14 points. And then it's like Jimmy G back flared up. He's not going to go on Monday. Like, are you going to be okay with that? Like I feel like yeah. Jacoby Myers is probably the better player, but because of not knowing and having to make the decision early, I would take the flyer on Calvin Ridley, understanding that there is a good chance that Jacoby Myers has a better day. So if you're, if you're bold and willing to take that risk, go ahead.
0: Okay. I like that one. It's also worth noting I'm playing Bree, which if you follow the Couch Gems World Cup, she's 7-0 and she's basically just as good in every other league. She is killing it this season. Um so I need all the help I can get. So I don't hate the idea of taking the flyer on a big hit. Uh the other two guys I have in my roster I could play, uh I guess it's actually it's three I missed. And Michael Thomas.
1: Yeah, I I would probably still play um, Ridley. Yeah, I feel like Dell. he's been oh, tank tell against the Panthers. Yeah. Like that's a high upside that I would probably play over Calvin Ridley. Okay. And Michael Pittman. Pittman.
0: Okay. So there's probably there probably is three guys there that are high upside that I would play over Ridley. Um, it just wasn't all set in order there.
1: Yeah, I, I In your case, assuming it's a single flex league, I would play Pittman, mm-hmm. Addison, and Tank. I would put Tank Dell in the flex, and he would get the edge over Ridley.
0: Pittman, Addison, Tank Dell. That's kind of that's not far off from what I had. Um, but I did have Ridley in originally instead of Tank Dell. So okay, I mean it. He is so high variance that, yeah, it's tough. Um, but like That gives you an idea of what we're looking at for Calvin Ridley.
1: Yeah, and it, and if you need help breaking down your lineups like that, our DMs are always open, and we'll have those same exact conversations uh, with you. Screenshot us your lineup, or just tell us the three people you're debating between, and we might ask a follow-up question, like what's your scoring format or whatnot, but at the couch DMs everywhere on social media, and we'll help you answer those questions. Uh, the Steelers, they're pretty healthy. I mean. Their 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 offense has they they've been winning is because their defense has been preventing people from scoring points. So this is another reason why I'm not a huge fan of Ridley this week. Um, George Pickens was a guy that would be flexible. Like I'd probably play him over Calvin Ridley as well, just in the same matchup. Uh, but outside of that, you you Najee Harris, but running backs are so weak right now. Like you could probably still roll with him, uh, even though it seems like every other week Jalen Warren gets the touchdown. And you're like, Ugh. <laughs> and then Pat Frymouth is on uh injured reserve so there's no uh tight end bucket from this game
0: no and i have deontay johnson in a couple of leagues i was actually forced to play him because of all the buys last week he's back to my bench now because i have other options but he's not somebody i'm cutting somebody you hope starts to ramp it up as he gets back from the injury
1: all right uh this one is another revenge game it's the atlanta falcons at the tennessee titans uh, aka the Arthur Smith revenge game as he was formerly I don't know if you can be revengeful, uh, if you got promoted. Dude,
0: Mike McDaniel was a ball boy for the Broncos and you saw what the heck he did to them.
1: Right. But what I'm saying is is but he also did that because he, he didn't get interviewed for the Broncos job.
0: Not the point.
1: <laughs> but like I'm saying, the fact like, the Titans helped Arthur Smith get the job. It wasn't like the Titans were like, nah, we're I don't know. I'm just, I'm just asking questions out there. We're just spitballing. It's all good. Um, but yeah, so on the Titans' side, the big news is Ryan Tannehill is out. Now, there's been some reports that Will Levis is expected to start, but Mike Vrabel said you probably will see both quarterbacks on Sunday, yeah. which is like, okay, uh, Derek Henry, Traylon Burks, DeAndre Hopkins are all good to go, but just make sure you're watching your lineups and your news is on Sunday. I mentioned the trade deadline is Tuesday, and one of the hottest names right now is Derrick Henry. Would not be surprised if there is legit conversations if Derrick Henry all of a sudden becomes a healthy scratch to prevent injury, to let a trade go through. Not saying he gets traded before the game, but that that would be a sign that's definitely most likely getting traded. Uh, Mm -hmm. But something to keep an eye on. It's very unlikely that it happens, uh, but at least – Put that in the back of your mind, and it won't be as blindsiding as Bijan Robinson last week, who is not on the injury report, but we can only 95% say he will play.
0: (laughs) I think he's gonna be good to go. I think he had the flu at the wrong time, and the Falcons did drop the ball by not reporting that he was feeling sick day of. Like it should have been one of those pop-up he listed, he's listed as questionable morning of. But then he ends up being active. But then people have on the radar that like, oh, yeah, no, he's not right. Because you're supposed to report those things. Um, so I'm not, I am not. would not be shocked if we see in the next week or two that fine pop up from the NFL that says, like, you know, inaccurate injury report re- injury reporting for the Falcons and their front office gets fine. Whatever. We'll see. Um, if Henry plays, I think you have to play him. Um, but it's not unheard of for a running back to be a healthy scratch on game day because of trade rumors. Cause we literally just saw it with K makers week two of this year. Um, so I, that's a good reason to point that out, Cody, cause that's something I didn't even think of again until now. But as soon as you said that the K maker situation popped up um, in my head. So possibility, make sure you're staying active on Sunday morning. And it's nice that this is a one o'clock game because you have other options. And if he's still available, make sure you go add Tajay Spears.
1: Good point there. Uh, Last matchup, the one o'clock game, the Philadelphia Eagles and rematch with the Washington Commanders. Break it all down.
0: Eagles Commanders. So the Eagles, obviously, we just said they traded for um, Kevin Byard, and they're also getting other pieces back on their defense. But this was a close game with Washington when they played in Philly. Um, but I have a feeling that it's not gonna be as close again in Washington. I don't know what it is. It seems like the trend in this matchup in the last two, three years, the away team tends to do better than they should. Like if you remember last year, the Washington beat Philly in Philly. But in Washington, Carson Wentz barely made it out of the game alive and got sacked about 750 times. Um, not saying that that exactly is gonna repeat itself this week, but it makes me comfortable to play everybody, all of your Eagles, and on Washington, I think you're still good to roll with Terry McLaurin, and I'm literally drawing the line right there. Neither the running backs, no Dotson, no Logan Thomas.
1: I agree, and then on the Eagles side, Everybody. Everybody. Well, Brown, Smith, like Smith. You could probably not. Play I played him.
0: Kenny Gainwell out of desperation in a dynasty league last week, and he actually scored a touchdown and won me a game. I'm not rolling with that kind of luck every week, but man, I got lucky.
1: Yeah, it's because I cut him and then I instantly picked him back up.
0: I appreciate that. <laughs> Wasn't in the same league, obviously, but I appreciate your sacrifice for my hey, dynasty team.
1: You're welcome. You're welcome. Ready to move on to four o'clock? Let's do it. All right, so there is only four games at four o'clock, which is crazy. Why we have so me uh, for sure. The first one is the Cleveland Browns and the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, first thing to note is Deshaun Watson is out. Uh, I don't believe I've seen officially, but I imagine PJ Walker gets the start again, not Dorian something something. It's Thompson T-R-R. Robinson. I, that's what I thought it was, but then I was like, Robin Robinson Thompson, but I didn't want to... I should have just rolled <laughs> with my gut. Um, you
0: had the right names
1: in the wrong order. You were pretty close. Yeah, I was close, and I'll take that. Uh, so <laughs> he'll be out, but uh, Hunt should be good to go, and then Ford is questionable, but trending not likely to play, so you can play Hunt for sure this week, and even if it all of a sudden changes that Ford is good to go, definitely might have some hesitation there uh, that he's not a pretty limited snap count guy um because of what we're hearing or reading or seeing on the net, whichever however you get your information about that matchup uh and then on the Seattle Seahawks side uh at the time of recording this uh had 20 people on their injury report and they didn't even have their Friday night their Friday practice up which they've been done with for multiple hours now and everybody's list is unspecified so I can't tell you too much about the Seattle Seahawks, uh, but play Ken Walker because he has been (laughs) one of the most consistent running backs (laughs) in fantasy football all season.
0: Man, if he plays. I mean, he did not practice Wednesday, Thursday. I think from what I understand, he was back on Friday, and he's, like, trending to go, Um, but keep an eye out. Lockett hasn't practiced all week. Those are the big ones you have to worry about for your fantasy teams. Uh, Charbonnet is good to go if – walker doesn't go potential guy you could use as a fill-in there might be better options though with no bye weeks um i think my biggest question on the brown side if ford goes you still like you kind of said it but i don't know if you i I just want to confirm you're good to roll with hunt even if ford goes because ford kind of like surprised them it seemed like they're expecting to be out he comes out and he's like oh he ran pretty good um like i still think he's gonna be limited
1: yeah like it's tough right like I get why. Like, I, I still think even if Ford plays and Hunt, you know, sees more snaps this week, I, I do think if Ford's healthy, he's back to being the quote unquote starter, right? 1A, like, though. Talk- yeah. And, but like, talk about this all season. Like, we expected this, you know, to eventually work its way to like a 60 40 split. And if him even being back, it might favor Kareem Hunt this week just because of injury and risk concerns. And and whatnot. So I, I would be okay playing Hunt even with he, him out there. And I probably wouldn't play Ford this week unless like Shefty drops that bomb at two in the morning on Sundays, which I don't understand why he does it so <laughs> early in the morning, or why I'm up to read them. That's another conversation. You don't uh, sleep, Cody. That's true. That Ford is a full go, then I'm putting him back in lineup. Uh, but outside of that, uh, DK Metcalf didn't play last week. I don't know if he's going to play. This week, I do think the Browns' 38 points allowed to the Annapolis Colt was more of a, flu- a fluke. This is a good defense. Uh, this could be a high scoring or a low school game, and the over under of 37.5 it goes to see that Vegas is thinking the same thing.
0: Yes, it does. I think that can move us on. We got the Baltimore Ravens traveling out west to the Arizona Cardinals. Big story for the Cardinals is Kyler Murray was listed as a full participant in practice this week, but he is listed as doubtful for this game. Um, We're already getting pretty close to the deadline of where they would have to activate him off of injury reserve. Um, So there's a good chance he's not going to go this week, but it is trending more and more towards he's actually going to play when he does return. Um, You have another week you can stash him on the reserve spot on your fantasy team if you have him available anywhere. Not a bad idea to go for the, you know, take a stab at it if you have, you know, if you have a need at quarterback and have the bench spot. Um, but then it's pretty much same old, same old for the Cardinals. We actually have the Marquise Brown revenge game. Um, something worth noting. He's something that can probably go into your lineups. Uh, we talked about Amari Marcado already. Cody, not a big fan of playing him. I'm not a super big fan of playing him either unless you're really desperate at running back um, and there's no bye weeks. So you're probably got better options. I still have him stashed on a bench in a few leagues. Um, hey, is an opportunity him, kind of guy.
1: If you're playing him, send me your lineup because I want to see it.
0: Yes, Light. exactly.
1: Please, send me your lineup. I would love to see how bad it is for you so i can empathize with you or be like bro don't get cute play that guy
0: and then another guy on the other side uh he had a breakout last week in a good matchup is gus edwards any higher on the list for you than Dame marcato
1: yeah he's higher yeah not not much but higher
0: i actually have a uh so one more lineup question for you i've been throwing a lot of lineup questions for you here kareem hunt who we just talked about or gus edwards
1: Mm, cream hunt okay
0: Scott currently have it too but i, I ended it pretty close i I'm had, a, I had a thought
1: so i'm expecting for not to play that's kind of where my mindset is right now so maybe the question changes a little bit depending on what comes out between now and sunday morning uh the good news is both of those guys are in the four o'clock window so you have the first matchup too uh to see you know maybe you maybe you'll play it based on how many points you need to there it's always an option once you get into the four o'clock window.
0: Yes, sir. Um, I mean, other than that, Ravens, you're playing Andrews, you're playing um, Lamar, you're playing Zay Flowers also. Um, I don't think there's anybody else really worth mentioning in this. Uh, OBJ, we got to keep an eye on. He started to get a little bit hot last week. Um, He is healthy for this game. Not anywhere past a uh, DFS play, but I'm sure he's actually probably pretty expensive in DFS, knowing how they typically work their salaries for some reason.
1: Yeah, probably. You're probably right. You want to talk about the Chiefs and the Broncos? That's our next matchup.
0: Yeah, Chiefs and Broncos. Only major uh, attendance questionable for uh, Taylor Swift. Uh, we're not quite sure because it's an away game, but she's probably going to be there and do another touchdown dance with Brittany Mahomes, but that's all I've got for that one. Um, hey, you
1: did just release re-release 1989 today, so... Big yeah,
0: and there. I mean, this is football news now because of how everything's gone. So we have to make sure we're like obligated to report it, right?
1: Dude, I've started seeing people do mock ups of next year's Madden with her on the cover, and I laugh every time I see them.
0: <laughs> this has become a thing. Like, if you told us this was happening two months and two and a half months ago, we've been laughing in your face, and it has gone so far in so little time. I cannot even fathom. Um, This is another one of those situations where you're saying play all your Chiefs, except there's not many of them. (laughs) Isaiah Pacheco has been very solid. He's still in your lineups. He's actually, I think, a top fifteen running back right now in the season, which is a steal for where you drafted him if you ended up having somebody that has some stocks of Isaiah Pacheco. Playing Mahomes, playing Kelsey. Wide receiver of choice, Cody, go.
1: Wide receiver of choice would be Rishi Rice. I don't I think it's I don't love it. But uh, that's the guy would be it's also a weird s- schedule situation it's one of those where you play the same team twice three weeks uh they were just playing on thursday night two weeks ago so it's true a little bit familiar with them now this time they're in denver the broncos surprisingly kept them close. kind of helped start turning their season in the right direction at least got them ready to get a victory last week but we don't need to revisit that one that's for sure uh so But I think uh, the Chiefs, they also got rolling. To your point of a team that got slapped in the face, going 1-5 and in the red zone two weeks ago, then last week had uh, a balanced-back performance. Uh, Patrick Mahomes owns the AFC West. Look for the Chiefs to win this game. Uh, Might even like them. Chiefs minus seven, and that's a pretty big spread for a divisional. 100%.
0: 100%. I feel like the only team that tends to keep it close in that division with the Chiefs is the Chargers, and the Chargers can never win. They just keep it close and make it look good. Um, One more game in the 4 o'clock window, maybe potentially a game of the week here. Cincinnati Bengals traveling out west to the San Francisco 49ers. And the Bengals are actually five-point underdogs. Um, I get the Bengals had a slow start, but they've been putting it together, and the 49ers are still banged up. Brock Purdy listed as questionable, but he was a full participant in practice on Friday with a concussion. As I normally say, that typically means that they're trending towards good to go, but something we have to keep an eye on. Um, and then Debo Samuel, we did hear he was going to miss two weeks with that hairline fracture in his shoulder. Um, he This is the second week he is out. Other than that, it seems like they're going to be good to go. McCaffrey would you know last the whole game. They still have IU Kittle um but they are banged up for what it's worth going against a potential Super Bowl contender on the AFC side as the Bengals are getting it together.
1: Yeah, and the Bengals are coming off their bye. Let's not forget that. The Vikings played are not the Vikings. The 49ers played the Vikings in Minnesota on Monday night. Uh Brock Purdy is questionable although he was a full participant on Friday. He still is not clear concussion protocol yet. Uh so we could see Sam Darnold. So this plus 5 number Uh, if you're listening to this and they haven't, you know, come out and said Sam is the starter, like you might like that because the, the line might move all the way to, uh, you know, 49 or Bengals minus three, maybe even Bengals favorite. If Brock Purdy is out, like this line can move drastically. So take advantage of it now, if you can. Um, but in terms of a fantasy perspective, uh, I know the 49ers defense is good. You're, you're playing Joe Mixon, uh, you're playing Jamar Chase. The question though is T Higgins. Uh T Higgins is
0: has been one of the most frustrating players this season. Um just because, you know, injury comes back, gets a zero, then puts up twenty. Like it's I feel like with the draft stock I put into him and the stock I have in the Bengals offense being able to conquer at least this Fort defense to an extent. I'm playing him. Um but it is definitely a question of who else you have around him. So this is one of those I'm going to default to the Tyler answer of send us a screenshot of your team in the DMs. Let us see if we think that somebody else has a better has a better floor. I'd say probably better floor in this case than a T Higgins um because I think T Higgins still has a very high ceiling even though it's a tough matchup.
1: Uh, for sure for sure um so i'm gonna ask you straight up though a guy mm-hmm. another inconsistent guy we talked about t higgins or calvin ridley which one now if you have both and you can afford not playing either of them i guarantee you, you got one puka nakua and two <laughs> plucked into someone else uh but if you have the opportunity to play one of those not play one of those guys they maybe you're looking at your second wide receiver spot which one would it be
0: I think I'm going T Higgins.
1: Okay, N- off the buy, low
0: confidence level, uh, but off the buy, and like I actually mentioned, Joe Burrow should be the healthiest he's been all year because he had the week to sit. He was finally starting to get further away from that reaggravation of the calf. Um, so this is why I think I think the Bengals are about are the team that's most likely to start going on a run starting now through the rest of the end of the regular season. Um, so this is where you kind of want to start putting your faith in the, you know, assets on that team. Um,
1: T. Higgins being somebody who could see a boost in the second half. You're right. This is a big matchup. The Bengals need a victory after their very slow start. Uh, and the 49ers are trying to avoid a three-game losing streak. Uh, so definitely... two things
0: that we never thought we would say at the beginning of the season, put together well, the in bang- one matchup.
1: The Bengals like to start slow, maybe not that slow. Uh, but yeah, the 49ers after their first, Five, six weeks. We're going, Yeah, this is the best team in the NFL. And then they went into Cleveland. They went into Minnesota, but at least they're back home and it should be a good one. Uh we got two more matchups Sunday night football is the Chicago Bears at the Los Angeles Chargers. yes it's too early in the season to flex games. Uh, because the <laughs> the Bears are eight and a half point underdogs. So there's no Justin Fields, although Tyler, uh, I think they were calling him Bajant. And it, I'm disappointed if that's the actual pronunciation of the nickname Bilbo Badgent. Uh, But like I talked about on last week's show, and George again gives me the look like, "Oh yeah, I forgot you said that." You think that's from uh, what? What's that from? Uh, George never seen Lord of the Rings, so hit us on the DMs on Rose George for that if you don't want to show us your fantasy lineups or something. Uh, but yeah, like th- that was a fluke of a game, maybe because it was a West Coast team coming east at what center? I guess it wasn't full east. Uh, they were even quoted by one, I think Cole Komet, George's favorite player in the NFL, said uh, that team looked like they were jet-lagged. Uh, so maybe the maybe there's some, now there's some film study. Uh, give me the charts in this one. Uh, you can play Eckler. I know he hasn't had that game yet. This could be his bounce-back game. Uh, mm-hmm. Keenan Allen is uh, good to go. Him, Justin Herbert, obviously. Uh, I'm not trying to, like, force any of the other auxiliary wide receivers on there i know some of them are lined up we'll see if they go um but quentin johnson has been a little bit of a disappointment as a first round pick on the bear side are you chasing the deontay foreman three touchdown performance
0: uh i have i have him pretty high on the running back rankings this week i would say you're probably good to roll with him um and i mean i think you kind of have to roll with dj Moore in a lot of cases with the ceiling being where it is um but you obviously don't like it as much without justin fields i think that's where you draw the line on the bears it's just those two um and on charger side of the ball i know you said you don't really want to force the uh auxiliary wide receivers there's a couple places where i have josh palmer that like he's a solid you know flex option i don't have anywhere where he's cracking my lineup but he might crack lineups in some people's teams. So if you're still holding on to Quentin Johnston and you're in a redraft, you can cut ties. If you're in a dynasty, you're obviously still holding him. Um, but Josh Palmer's keeper? a guy current short term.
1: Like what if it's a keeper? Keepers. Lead? Because, he, and, you know, let's just say you have three keeps out there uh, and he was a late round pick.
0: So I, the, A lot of this depends on how your keeper league works, because I think there's two different ways it goes. There's some keeper leagues where it's like you keep up to three players, but it takes away draft picks one, two, three. If it's one of those cases, you're not drafting Quentin Johnston in the top three rounds next year. You're good to cut ties. If it works like the keeper league I'm in, where it's based off of where they were drafted this past year and then how well they do. So it's like if you draft a Quentin Johnston in round 16 and if he finishes top 10, he's a round 14 keeper like that kind of thing. Yeah, I think you have you should keep him as a future asset. Um, But I think that's where the line's drawn. It's like somewhere in the keeper realm, depending on how your keepers are done.
1: All right. Thanks for the insight there. Monday Night Football, Las Vegas Raiders, Detroit Lions, Jimmy G, full participant. We talked about that when we were debating the Jacoby Myers. We're expecting that he might be back this week. Devontae Adams should be good to go this week. The Lions are probably going to miss David Montgomery for another week. Uh, Jamar Gibbs did look good uh, in his return last week. So if Montgomery doesn't go, uh, Gibbs is still in your lineup. And, yeah, I don't know if I would say play Gibbs just because we said that the last time that Montgomery came back from an injury and then he went off for three touchdowns. Um, But this one, he hasn't practiced at all. So let's just assume he's not going to play. And then on the Raiders' side, Adams, Jacoby Myers in some situations. But what is your feeling on Josh Jacobs? He's been – this is a great question because you acquired acquired him from me who I've been – I've never been a huge fan of Josh Jacobs you acquired him and you go on a run. You got a victory. Yep. Not really thanks to Josh Jacobs. He didn't do much, <laughs> no. but you got a victory uh, after the trade. So you're welcome. So what are, what are your thoughts? Cause I'm leaning like, yeah, I'm not trying to like play Josh Jacobs with all these other running backs out there. Now, granted, some running backs are still banged up and tough to play and some places. You're going to have to play him just based on, he might've been the only running back you drafted in the first four rounds. And then you're, scabbing trying to figure out someone to play you might have to just because of the name value but what is your thoughts on Josh Jacobs I feel like you have to play Josh Jacobs because yeah you can say how
0: like it's been very bad but if you look at it like before last week's 4.6 points and half PPR he still broke 10 three straight weeks he had touchdowns two of those weeks um, it was very disappointing to see them go into Chicago, but like you said, like they thought they felt like that team was jet lag. They just were not in a good p- place for that matchup, which is very unfortunate to see an NFL team just kind of go in and fall on their face, but it, yeah. it happens. And Josh Jacobs has been probably a solid running back too. it hurts. Cause you drafted him to be more than that, more than likely, but he's oh. been a solid running back too for a decent stretch of the season so far. So I feel like you can't just discount it. Um, and I feel like he falls into a great position similar to Austin Eckler where it's like the upside's there. Eckler hasn't been doing it and he's been hurt for a while, but like you're going to play Eckler. Uh, Jacob still kind of falls in with one of your studs, kind of in my opinion.
1: I think that's probably a good way to put it. And I think finding out that Josh Jacobs is just one of those fantasy players that no matter how well they do, I just can't get be- We all have them. We talk about this all the time. Amari
0: Cooper for me, 100%.
1: Right. But I'm looking at it right now. Josh Jacobs is running back 15 on the season. He has uh, .2 points less than Derrick Henry on the season.
0: And we weren't questioning playing Derrick Henry as long as he doesn't get deactivated for the game.
1: Right? Like, so I'm sorry, Josh Jacobs. Yeah, You can play him this matchup. (laughs) Yeah. And now we
0: sit here and now we sit here and pray for my fantasy, my uh, dynasty team that I traded for Josh Jacobs and my two running backs are Josh Jacobs and Austin Eckler. They combined for two points in that dynasty scoring format last week, even though I did win, I need more production out of that position (laughs) with those names, especially.
1: And maybe this week you'll get it, but that wraps up the, the week eight slate two more things before we get out of here, but let's jump into formerly known as survivor picks now known as survivor picks.
0: All right, we're picking teams, one offs that we think are going to go out and win this week. Um, obviously, you're trying to pick teams that are not on the top, you know, the upper echelon of the NFL because you're trying to save some of those teams for easier picks later in the year. Um, I am going to roll with the Houston Texans this week in Carolina. Um, I mean, there were the Texans were a team we were trying to pick on earlier in the year. We've seen they put together some solid performances. They're still not the best team in the league, but you're not going to find a much better matchup for
1: Houston than Carolina. So this is the time to use them up. Oh, I, I really like that one. They were my pick this week. If we were still alive in our big one and done survivor league, I made it through seven weeks, which was six more than last year, Uh rough week. Uh, three of the teams I thought I would pick, they all ended up lo- losing. Uh, so a tough one. Uh, so George, Tyler, and myself are all out um, because last week Tyler picked the Bills and the Patriots pulled the upset. Uh, George has been out for a couple weeks in that league. And I picked the – who did I pick? I picked the Packers picked trying the Packers. to get cute. Yep. Uh, and I actually texted Tyler. I said, if Aaron Jones doesn't go, give me the 49ers. So I was going to literally had two in mind. And then the 49ers lost on Monday. Uh, And I'm going back to Monday night (laughs) with my pick for week eight uh, with the Detroit Lions. We just talked about it with the Las Vegas Raiders. This team is not very good, despite them having that two-game winning streak. They came back. They weren't prepared for Chicago Bears. Uh, I think the Detroit Lions, they get a victory this week on Monday Night Football at home. That place will be rocking. Uh, so give me Detroit Lions, and just because uh, Tyler isn't with us tonight, I'll throw one more out there in case you use the Lions, and you're too, not a you're a little bit too scared to go with uh, the Houston Texans. Um, you can go ahead and use the Philadelphia Eagles this week against the Washington Commanders as well.
0: I was gonna say my other pick was the Ravens over the Cardinals, um, but yeah, I, I I just hate going divisional, um, but I think the Eagles are a pretty safe pick still.
1: Alrighty, and our last segment is because this was yet another hectic week, uh, for myself. I don't have a bumper fit, um. So, George, hit the mouth music. Now imagine it says, "Spend Tyler's money with this week's Couch DMs parlay," and I did. Get, we did connect with Tyler, uh, beforehand, um, and he gave us his pick. Uh, so last week we did over unders. The first week this we brought us in, they did anytime worse Yep. This week we're doing uh, teams versus the spread, uh, and Tyler is taking the Jets minus three in the Battle of New York. What are your thoughts?
0: I like it. Like I said uh, when we were going over that game, if you told me the Giants score six points in this game, I would not be shocked. Because that Jets defense is good, and that Giants offense on the back of quarterback is not. So, only only a field goal difference. I mean, even if we end up getting a push and the Jets win by three, that's still fine with me. Um, I think that's a pretty safe one.
1: And then uh, I think then George and I had a very similar approach. We found teams that thought had potential at upset, and that were underdogs, and we took the points. So I'm saying this week for my pick, I am taking Rams plus six. George, who are you doing?
0: I am going back to that Bengals team that I said needs to start making a run right now and facing that beat-up
1: 49ers team, and Bengals plus five. Bengals plus five. So if you throw those all into DraftKings, hashtag not a sponsor, but you sure could be, uh, that three-pick parlay is a plus 601 odds. And as a reminder, as we're spending Tyler's money, uh, so he's given us five dollars each week to do so. Uh, five dollars would win thirty-five oh nine. We have yet to hit one of these, uh, so we are ten dollars in the hole. Uh, so hopefully we can hit. Got this close week. last week. We were very close.
0: We were a touchdown week. in the Eagles game away, I believe.
1: Yep, a touchdown in the Eagles game away, I believe, is what we all we needed to it because George went Homer and picked his favorite team to do some, you know high scoring on monday night
0: they weren't the problem
1: i'm surprised they held down the dolphins the way they did i'm blaming them hey it's a good matchup this has been a good show as always thanks for checking out the couch dms podcast i am cody Roadcap. that is george kirk uh if you have any questions hit us up on the couch dms everywhere on social and we will talk to you all next week